Hi, I know it's been a while since I recorded a podcast. Um, I've had some stuff going on, but I am back to record another podcast. So the topic I want to talk about today is mental illness. It's a huge thing, especially with this whole COVID thing coming back up again. Not that it ever really went away, but... While mental illness is definitely prevalent in the United States among adults in general, um, according to the National Institutes of Mental Health, in 2019, there were an estimated 51.5 million adults, 18 or older, with any kind of mental illness. That's about 20% of all adults in the U.S. That, that may seem small, but seriously, it's not really as small as you think it is. But now, you add in a disability, and you have a whole nother factor of things to add in. Um, so, according to the CDC, which I know everybody really loves the CDC these days with all the COVID stuff, but the CDC says adults with disabilities report experiencing frequent mental distress almost five times as often as adults without disabilities. Do you realize five times as often? I myself have a disability and I can totally relate to that statement. It says in 2018, an estimated 17.4 million adults with disabilities experienced frequent mental distress. Defined as 14 or more reported mentally unhealthy days in the past 30 days. Okay, 14 million, oh sorry, 17.4 million versus 51 million. While clearly it doesn't seem big yet again, that that's a lot of people. So... I mean, the problem with having frequent distress, you know, you're going to end up poor health behaviors. Like, when I get really distressed, my go-to is chocolate, especially pretzel M&M's. Oh my goodness, they're so addictive. But that's what I want. I want something crunchy, but chocolatey, and candy's definitely not good for you. I used to actually use alcohol as my go-to when I'd get distressed, which making that choice led to poor decisions, you know, and it led to increased stress. And definitely don't mean that. We have enough in our everyday life just 
trying to navigate society with a disability. Um, and there's obviously, we tend to reach out sometimes for more mental health services, but the problem is sometimes it's not easy for us to access those services. Because of our disability, we may have difficulty with transportation or may not have adequate health insurance or we may have co-pays we can't afford because if we're not working and we're living off of disability or SSI, all that money's going to pay our bills. You know, so what do you do? I mean, sure. Now we have a lot more ways to deal with it because COVID brought out this telehealth thing, this teletherapy, and it's great, but still not everyone can access it because not everybody has access to internet or a computer or yet again, still there's, and while copays seem to be, at least in my experience, zero dollars for telehealth, you still have to find a good therapist. Good therapist makes all the difference. It really, really does. It's, I mean, it's just a really big thing. So, what do you do? You know? What do you do when it comes to having a disability and finding yourself in a crisis? What do you do? The thing about crises are they're easy to identify, but they feel nearly impossible to get away from. And, you know, you find yourself in a crisis for whatever reason, and usually it's related to something you're unable to do because of an access issue in one way or another. And, like, this is speaking from my experience. You know, feel free to go to my Facebook page, which is literally just Wheel Access Talk Podcast on Facebook. And feel free to leave me comments. And if you agree or disagree with anything that I say, I really welcome your feedback. Um, Mental health is a big passion of mine. I have a bachelor's degree in social work. And then I took a year off and decided to get a master's in social work. And in my graduate program, I decided to focus on mental health because it's a big part of my life, personally. And I feel like I need to help other people with their mental health. I mean, I still have a long way to recovery, but I'm doing better than I was two years ago, even with COVID hitting me. Um, I didn't get sick, but you know, the world shut down. Um, But the other thing, You know, 
it, it just hasn't been easy for me. I've had a lot of things get in my way. Hit a lot of roadblocks. There's been a lot of obstacles. There's been a lot of heartbreak. There's been a lot of crying. A lot of anger. Especially a lot of anger. I mean, I just had anger come up at 6 a.m. I woke up out of a dead sleep. 6 a.m. And something popped into my head. And I was really angry. And it brought up all the other things that I was angry about. And I couldn't get back to sleep for two hours. You know. And that was really hard on me because I don't know why that came up. But it came up because it affects my daily life. You know, it's related to a bill. And I just got that bill the other day. And it's higher than it should have been. And that bothers me because right now, even though I have my master's degree, I'm surviving off of a disability check and have been since I was 19 years old. That's 20 years, you know, and I finally decided to do something about it. And that's why I started my education. And here I am eight months after master's degree and I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's because they find out I have a disability and have to rely on paratransit. I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying something wrong in the interviews. I, I don't know if maybe my facial expressions are wrong on the video interviews. I don't know what it is. And you know what? That affects my mental health. Because every little thing that can go wrong I don't know if it is going I, well honestly I don't even know all I know is I keep getting these emails saying we're sorry you don't have the right experience for this position it's a social work position I have a master's degree I have internship experience in a few different areas I'm sorry, I don't have the right kind of experience. What would you like me to do about it? Because I can't get any new experience unless someone gives me the opportunity. I mean, I've been a victim advocate for people with disabilities. I've been, I've worked in extended foster care. I've worked in the school system briefly until COVID hit. I worked for Urban League in the supportive isolation program for people who are affected by COVID. You know, I have done things, different things. I've been in different parts of the social work field. You know, and here I am advocating or attempting to advocate for people with disabilities because it's so close to my heart, because I have a disability. I was diagnosed at 15 years old with a devastating condition and I thought my life was over and here I am at nearly 40 years old and I I'm still here I'm still surviving somehow you know I don't have much of a support system which really kind of sucks because I need a better support system but I don't know how to find one because growing up, I was quiet. I didn't have friends 
you know, they were more like acquaintances because I didn't know how to connect with people because I always felt different. So that affected me in my adult life because then on the day I graduated high school, standing in line, I confronted my biggest bully. She gave a dumb answer and right then and there, I'm like, you know what? not going to get anywhere in life if I don't change my life and start speaking up and start talking. And so I did. You know, 21 years ago I made that decision. And here I am doing a podcast. 21 years ago, seriously, I never would have done this because I'm talking to people. I may not see you. I may not know if anyone's really listening. But when I look at my stats, I see that people have listened to it, and while nobody comments, people heard me. Now, if they really, truly heard me, I, I'll, I may never know. But regardless, I'm still going to do this, because I think that each individual has a story to tell, and it's really important to get it out there to the right people that need to hear it. Now, I don't know what you're struggling with because I don't know you. And maybe I do know you. Maybe it's one of my friends listening right now. You know, and maybe I know about your mental health a little bit. And thank you for listening. Regardless, thank you for listening. Because I could talk about mental health all day long. I've been through so much. And I've survived a lot of things that God only knows how I made it through them. You know, and I'm going through a lot right now. And sometimes I just want to scream. Sometimes I just want to break things. And in my head, I visualize myself breaking things. But it's a little complicated with my physical limitations. So I have to find other outlets. And one of those outlets is I get in my wheelchair, I put my headphones in, I turn on some music, and I just leave my house. I just leave. I did that today. Because of that whole anger thing this morning that I can't explain why it came up out of the blue like that when I randomly woke up at 6 a.m., I needed to leave the house. And so I did. I left the house, I put in my music. I mean, I called my mother, too, because, you know, I needed someone to vent to, and my mother is a good person to vent to, you know. I allow her to vent to me, she allows me to vent to her, and so she's a strong support in my life, and I appreciate her every day. You should really appreciate those that are there for you. Um, but it, it made me feel a little better. And then my boyfriend, yes, I have a boyfriend, he came over because he wanted to support me. And that made me feel even better. Because he's another strong support. I, I knew him from the past because we dated several years back. We recently reconnected. And, you know, we talked about everything at the beginning. And 
we have a mutual understanding and we have open and honest communication and we support each other because we're both going through things that are affecting our mental health and so we support each other and I appreciate him as well because I need support he needs support you need support we all need support it's really important to have that support without that support where would we be who knows we'd all be basket cases and I don't don't really like to use that word but you know if you don't have those support people in your life even if even if it's just one or two people it's better than zero and I do have a support page on Facebook also it's called support for mental health it's support s u p p o r t the number 4 mental m e n t a l health h e a l t h should look it up i post in there every single day different topics i try to engage people you don't have to respond to me you know you don't have to even acknowledge that you saw it but just know that it's there and if you need support you can reach out to me i'm also i also have um a co-lead in that group who is a licensed clinical social worker so you can reach out to him as well you know we're here to support you this is what social work is about it's about supporting people and the fact that i made it to this level with a disability is awesome to me because i didn't think i was going to get anywhere in my life i thought my diagnosis at 15 was the end of my life that you know i wasn't going to get anywhere i was going to be relying on my family forever and never get anywhere and here i am i've been living by myself for years uh more than 10 years about 15 years now and i'm okay maybe not so much mentally but i'm getting there but when i help people there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with that and that actually helps me because it makes me feel like i matter to this world because the problem is there's so much stigma surrounding disability we get overlooked we get mistreated and you know there's not enough people pushing for for this population so it's up to us to do that because who else is going to do it people that don't have a disability don't understand at the same level we do they don't understand what we go through you know i hate when people say oh i was in a wheelchair for like a month cuz i broke my leg i understand really do you no and i really i'm going to do i think my next podcast should be on all the things that people say and you know how we should respond to them which is you know there's that fine line between rude and 
Yeah, rude and nice, respectful. It's really easy to cross that line and come across rude because it's frustrating when people say, Oh, I understand. I was in a wheelchair for a month. How, how does that relate to my 20 years of having physical limitations? And my, let's see, I've been in a wheelchair since 2008. So what is that? 12, 13 years in a wheelchair? Yeah, okay, you tell me how one month in a wheelchair from a broken leg where you still can move your arms all around and wave them like you just don't care and still stand up and stand up straight even if you have a broken leg and have to stand on one leg. Tell me how one month in a wheelchair relates to 13 years. Tell me. I would love to know how that relates because I don't see how you can relate on my level. Sure, you can relate on some tiny little level because you started to see the access issues of being in a wheelchair and trying to get places. But you can't understand our experience unless you rely on that wheelchair every single day. And you're not going to get better. You're not going to improve to where you can finally get out of that wheelchair and do things without it. That's what people don't understand. We're not going to get better. We're, our wheelchairs are part of us. It doesn't define us. I hope it doesn't define you. But we can't let the wheelchair define us. What should define us is who we are. You know, my good friends, while it can obviously be a little disturbing, they forget that I'm in a wheelchair when they're looking at me in the wheelchair. They forget. And on some level, I get it. You know, but sometimes it's like, I need you to notice. I need you to notice that I'm in a wheelchair and that I want to do these things with you. But it's a little more complicated for me to do them. I want you to see that. It's great that, that you don't think about the wheelchair. It's great. But it's also not great. And so, yes, my, my next podcast is going to be about stuff like that. Because I think that's another important access issue. Because that also affects our mental health. So... I think I'm going to end this now because, like I said, I could go on forever and ever and ever about mental health and it's really important for us to focus on. So I really appreciate you guys listening and please, please share this episode. If you don't share any of my other episodes, share this one. Mental health is so important and whether you have a disability or not, mental health matters. And I, I think everybody should hear about others' experiences if they're willing to share them. Because it can help you change your perspective a little bit so you can kind of see how other people feel. Because we're all in this together. 
so I really appreciate you guys listening and sharing and hopefully it will not be so long before my next episode of this podcast so thank you for listening to Wheel Access Talk subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast at um I know the main one is Spotify I'm not sure where else it shares it but please please listen please please share it Go on Facebook, follow me on Wheel Access Talk Podcast, or join my Support for Mental Health page. It is private, so it's not, it's something you literally have to join. So I really appreciate you all for listening, and thank you so much. My name is Kim, and I forgot to say that in the beginning.